Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. Right. Right. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Good morning. Good morning. Hola, He Said, Ella Dijo. ¿Cómo está mi gente? Bien, bien. Bien, bien. <laughs> What's happening, Eric? Oh, not too much. Not too much. Hey, can we talk a little bit about uh, you having to apologize to parents at the uh, basketball game the other day? Are you joking? Can we start about, start off with that? No. Why? Why do you want to bring Why it up? Why do you keep getting in trouble at sporting events? <laughs> I didn't. Lost her bananas. <laughs> so listen, Sabella's playing basketball for school, sixth grade. The team's doing great, by the way. We're... We are four and one. Uh-huh. Um, some close games. I think we're going to make the playoffs. Um, 
we played a, a good school uh, Wednesday, I think it was. And listen, it was a very physical match, terrible refereeing. I mean, only one ref. We usually have two. He missed so many calls, made so many bad calls on both sides. Both family, you know, parents of each team were, were frustrated. And then he called a traveling call and the other team didn't hear it and they kept playing and they scored a basket. And I think everybody knew that the, you know, it was going to be reset because he called traveling and Rosalind stood up and said, uh-uh, uh-uh, nope, nope, redo it. And he called travel and starts yelling so loud in the gym that the other parents started going, yeah, we get it. Calm down. <laughs> she I know. She didn't hear any of it. I said, listen, they're all talking about you over there. You lost your mind for a second. What would they know? They're not going to count the points. <laughs> and she was so. So I felt bad. And I went over to like, what, 20 parents? And I said, I have to apologize. That was a little <laughs> too much. After I did it, I realized, ooh, that was not cool. Some of them laughed. Some of them, or the girl, so a lady he gave me a high five, and they were just, that's okay, we understand. And she's, uh, but there was a guy specifically that, that I was like, ha ha ha, laughing. And he, lo- and he gave me a, a death stare. And I was very close to saying something, but I was like, you know, I just came to apologize. So I'm going to gain nothing by telling him what. But what? that took me a little bit of, okay, breathe. Why do you lose your, I don't know. Your, like it's almost like you can't control it. Yeah. Even can't. when they're like wrestling for the ball, you always go, ah, 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 yeah. ah, ah. Because it scares but, me. I don't want anybody getting hurt. But they're going to figure it out. They're, but, but maybe they, they won't. They're kids but, and they get very competitive you, and very physical. Do and you, it pains me. Do you think you gain anything by interfering? Yeah, because in maybe the sport? by them listening to this awkward sound, they just, they, it takes their attention away from trying to be so aggressive. So what do you and do? And knowing that there's a mom that if this gets out of hand, she's going to come over and slap at me. <laughs> but that's not what you want. You don't want to go to court and start going at children. <laughs> no, chill. I'm not going to do that. I'm just joking. No, I know. I'm not but, do that, but what I'm saying is I, I can't control it. This is the point. I cannot control should it. Should you be there then? Maybe I, I shouldn't. I know that I also get very nervous. I mean, very similar to even more watching Sabella play tennis. We're much more vocal in basketball because we're allowed to be, but you, it's, it's, it's overtaking you a bit. I know. I was taking a shower yesterday and I was like, do, do parents think I'm crazy? Even, even parents from our school think you're crazy. That are sure. a part of our team. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good friends of mine. Others are just acquaintances. You know, it's like, hi, how are you? Good to see you. It's very, very cordial, but we just don't really relate too much. I wonder if they look at me like I am. For sure. Do you think so? Yeah. Why? Because you're the only one that gets involved. I mean, listen, I start calling, you know, travel call. I start calling fouls. I start calling things. But a lot of parents do. But should I apologize for passion? (laughs) When it's a little aggressive? I shouldn't apologize for passion. Yeah, because, but you see these, you know, people that actually handle things very poorly in little league sports. But I don't, I don't hand, I don't handle anything poorly. I'm just loud. I'm loud and I am honest. But it starts with that. With what? Like if you jump up and you're like, no, that, 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 and you start screaming at the, at the kids and at everybody else, then another parent steps up to defend those kids and then they start screaming at you and then you start screaming at them and that's how it escalates. I haven't disrespected any kids. No, you don't disrespect the kids. Zero. You just scream at the situation. Even but, when they score, I clap for them. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. If no, it's you're the good at, you're, we're both good at that, like sportsmanship for both sides yeah. and, and all that. But I think, I think we have to get you into some kind of sports therapy because 
for children so you can start learning how to control your emotions, breathe, let the kids play. You're not going to prevent injury. In fact, you could actually cause that injury by me. distraction. No, yeah. not at all. You could. The injuries, I, they bother but me so much. It's every sport. You can't do anything about it. Like They're going to work it they're out. They're kids and they're just being sloppy and, and careless. I know, and I don't like it. And some girls get a little a little too testy for but me. But you're going to like. I don't like that behavior. On our team, we've had it happen too. Some of our girls have gotten too testy. So it's like you have to. No, not our team. A hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I I am out of control. I'm I'm a very passionate person. That you are. So then. All right. Let's yeah, work. Let's then work. Then I this. think all the people, all the parents, should get a little bit more spicy. When you have some flavor inside those veins. Uh, we should talk to Javi about this. Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's discuss this in therapy next time. Um. All right. <laughs> So I just had to bring that up. I wanted to put you on the spot. Anyways, Sorry. Jay, I know you did. Jada Pinkett. She's all over the news. <sighs> do we want to talk about Jada? How do you feel Listen. about lying to the world about the st- status of their marriage? They were not even together Well, for many, also, many, many years. What I also... <laughs> I have so many opinions on this and I really... So go. I have to check myself. Manif- manifest. The view... Which I'm always not, I'm not crazy about the view either, but the view had a bunch of opinions that I agree with that some people felt like wasn't a big deal. And some people felt like this is clearly to promote a book that's coming out, to reveal all these things, to go out in the press and start talking about this now. Why? Because the book's about to launch. The, one of the biggest things that kind of bothered me a bit was after the Chris Rock slap, she didn't defend anything she was mum's the word she was actually i the way i took it pro will she stood by him she stood by him she didn't defend anything cut to the book's about to come out and the first time she's going to comment about that slap now she says i had no idea i thought it was staged and didn't realize he had really hit him until he was walking back to his chair and i could tell that was real so she thought it was all staged, but wait, she's waited this long to come out and say that? Well, maybe now she's ready to Why? speak. Why? Because the book's coming out? Because she needed to process and she needed to... Because the book is coming out? No, absolutely. She's talking about it because the book is coming That's out. But point. maybe now the, the book is coming out now because now she's ready to be honest and to be open and transparent about who she is and who they are. But I don't even want to talk about Jada and... And will specifically because you know what it's not I, our business. I want to talk about it's more about people just promoting things, like coming out at certain times to promote gossip. But books. they all do. I know, like they say, Britney Spears has a big one coming out. That's I guess Justin Timberlake is not going to be very happy about, and she shouldn't. <sighs> but they all everybody's doing just it let, to more let, money. Listen, this guy is married with kids. That's it's why been so many years you gain nothing but I know, but people juicy gossip just, to make money. But but it's disgusting. You don't need that, money. I she agree. doesn't need any money. Let that, that, let him be. That's why I like what it's a little what too our, late for what me. our boy McConaughey is doing with his books. Like they have a purpose. It's about his own life and ways he might be able to help people or about helping you know people and children. Yeah, but she, be, he's not trashing no, anybody. It. I'm saying okay. I love it. That's yes. why I like what he's doing with yeah. being an author. But. When people are doing these, I don't know, these books about themselves, but including everybody else into the conversation for attention, I My think question it's a lot. to you is, do you respect a couple or two individuals that pretend to the world they're married, school people about life and 
love and commitment well, and all that. When in reality, behind closed no, doors, they're not together. I don't love that at all. <clears throat> I don't know how much they talk. I don't watch Red Table Talk or any of that. I don't listen to it. I don't know how much they talk about relationships and how- They talk about everything. It's actually a, But a do wonderful, they talk about how successful their marriage is? Do they say those words or are they kind of just- Because I know she had, you know, had yeah. an affair with her, her son's friend and it's all crazy. that stuff. So I don't know. I, I think you should- Otherwise, it comes off too phony. Like uh, you should live your truth. If you're living separated and you don't want to talk about the fact that you're separated, you can. I, I have no problem with someone doing that, but I definitely don't think you should be out there coaching people about marriage or talking about how you know how to make things work if you can't make it work at home. Um, it's complicated for it's sure. It's very complicated. You know what's interesting? It says here that she had suicidal so thoughts when she was in her 40s, and she says that taking ayahuasca, which is a hallucinogen, that's mm -hmm. how you say it? Yeah. The suicidal thoughts went away. A lot of people say ayahuasca does powerful things. And make you super sick. Well, for some. Apparently, it uh, can definitely get people deep into their own psyche and learning about themselves and past traumas and things like that and help people heal. It's got a lot of healing powers. Do you think you will ever do ayahuasca? I'm too scared, I'll be honest. I, I know it's you know, a lot of people that have and they don't have any major effects, side effects afterwards, but I would be just a little scared that I would lose myself, that I know, the person I know. That's what I think. You, you know? got that from me because I just go, why if I go on this trip and then I never come back? I find it irresponsible because we have children. But a lot of people that do it and love it say that's not possible. It doesn't work like that. The reality is we don't know anything about Ayahuasca. We don't. What I do know is that we're always changing. And it's funny, it made me just think about this book that I'm listening to right now um, called Range uh, by David Epstein. And I had talked to you about this book because it-, it Never. Yes, I did. I, 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 I shared the podcast with you about this guy talking about Federer versus Tiger Woods and the strategy of parents and oh, coaching. Yeah, yeah, so this whole book though is going through what I realize now, it's going through like massive points in life about development of children, just in general, whether it's school, studying- um, music painter, I mean, all kinds of people, right? And they say people, the the strongest point of change in someone's personality in their life is between 18 and and, and 20s. That late? That's when the, the biggest jump in personality change happens in someone's life. Okay. And it's drastic. And it's to the point that there are traces of who you once were in your personality that make you still who you are, but it's not the same personality of the person that was 12, 10, 14. That's 30. weird. It's really interesting, but these are studies, right? Because you're you're constantly evolving as a person. So in this book, um, and, I, and I say all this only because it, what we were just talking about right now made me think about someone going through change deep into their psyche, you know, ayahuasca, how it could change who you are and, and blah, blah, blah. But we are always sort of changing. And I could see someone getting past traumas healed through maybe a process like that because you're going deep into your to your psyche, which is hard to access maybe through any other way mm -hmm. besides a hallucinogen. Um, but it's, it, it is fascinating to me how much we evolve constantly as people. And what's, what's crazy, and this is kind of diverting from the, the topic that we were just discussing, but people don't really fall into their professionalism of what they're, they're like, what they're going to be as a human until much later in life. And you hear these stories of athletes starting, you know, as babies, savants starting, but they're, truly the anomaly. They are the unique ones that are so good at one thing or take on a craft at a young age, but so many greats. I didn't know this. Van Gogh didn't even come, become into his, 
become Van Gogh that we know until he was like 30 something and then he died. And now he's one of the most recognized painters ever in history. But he was mocked as a, as a painter when he decided in his life later that he wanted to start studying art and painting and doing these things. Yeah. And Serena, everybody thinks that her life was just tennis and the parents will only make her play tennis obsessively, almost like you have to do this. But the reality is she practiced um, dance. She loved dancing. She would go to dance class and, and football and she would throw the football all the time. So she, she would, she dominated, not dominated, but no. she was into other disciplines. She did. That made her a well-rounded tennis player. But I feel like player. she's sort of in the middle. Like she was still massively, you know, the, the, the family was pushing tennis, tennis, tennis. There was other things to sort of, I think, craft her well-rounded, make mm -hmm. her a well-rounded individual, especially with sports. But it was different than say Federer, which I also learned who was really driving in soccer and basketball and other things. His mom was a tennis coach and said he was horrible. And she was like, why could I coach him? He would just drive me crazy. He was terrible. And not until he became in his teens, like 13, like 14, that he really said, okay, I think I'm going to stick to tennis and flourished to become at that time, the greatest tennis player of all time mm -hmm. until now we have Djokovic and all that. Right. But he was a late bloomer in the spectrum of sports, whereas Tiger Woods was on, you know, Johnny Carson doing, uh, you know, driving the ball on TV yeah. at two or three years old and went beating people at 10 years old that he's like four yeah. on the golf course. So it's, this book is, it's very fascinating. I'm learning a lot about the growth and change. And it's true because look, I'm a perfect example. I wasn't a child actor. I didn't even want to be in entertainment. This was not my profession. I wanted to be a doctor. I had zero intention of going into entertainment. I didn't go into entertainment until my twenties. And then it became my profession. And thankfully, I'm successful at it. You are the other way, right? You've always been a performer since you were a child and you did follow that path and you became successful at it. But there's often many of, you know, that area in between. Yeah. So it's really interesting how people come into their own much later in life than, I, than you would think. diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What about how women deal has really bad OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder? Yeah. And the wife, after many, many years of marriage and kids, says, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. Mm -hmm. You need to seek help 
because we cannot deal with this anymore. You're yeah. out of control. And he didn't know he would refuse to go to therapists and psychiatrists and to deal with the problem because you know a lot of times you're in denial. Well, I knew he was a germaphobe. I didn't know how much how much OCD he had, like if it's David Beckham OCD, which we just saw the documentary, mm-hmm. and he's super meticulous about everything he does. But how he was also a, like a complete germaphobe, like yeah. he was constantly cleaning everything. Yeah. And all he the will time. not touch things that the, the kids or the wife yeah. had previously touched. So it just became like I wonder how how much how does it feel to live with somebody that is OCD to that extreme that is affecting your social skills and it's, a, it's, it's affecting your life and the life of people around, around you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how to speak to that because I've never, crazy? I've never experienced it myself or with somebody else. Like I wonder what part of the brain, because it's a, um, it's a neurological yeah. issue. Like I wonder what neurotransmitter, like where is it coming from that you cannot, you assume everything is dirty and it has germs and they're going to get to you and you're going to get sick and you wash your hands but you have to do it again because it doesn't Some register do it incessantly where they're scraping yeah, skin off. Yeah, it doesn't register in your brain. Like the, the human body is fascinating, man. I just go, what the heck mm-hmm. is going on? Like phobias and things like that, that had to do with your nervous system and your brain. It's bananas. So, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good. Well-rounded person. What would you change about me? What would you, would you, would you give me an ultimatum about anything to say you have to improve on this? You control. You control this. Why do you always say that? That because is so. Oh my God. Because you're crazy that controlling is not about everything. Accurate. That is not. We've had this conversation well, guys, so many times. It's been 18 times. years that I've been saying it, and he's still denying it. Because there's so many times we talk about the difference between someone helping and someone having control. Like that, there's a there's a yeah. fine line between true controlling, okay. which I don't think you That's live through. That's your true neurological um, <laughs> capability uh, of seeing it. You see how people wash their hands over and over again. OCD. Your OCD is not accepting and understanding. That you have a control issue. I'm not saying control like macho, like you cannot wear that. Well, that or I'm not talking about that kind of control. Yeah, I'm not talking about that kind of control. But in your mind, things, you're very OCD about the way, you're so structured that you don't see anything else past that. Yeah, that I agree. It's very difficult for you. I, I, I do. And it becomes controlling because if somebody wants to do something else, but you cannot comprehend how to do something else because in your mind, the correct thing to do is this. But that goes that goes both ways in, in, in most people in most marriage. We just had this whole debate over a hedge in our backyard and you insisted it be one way, I insisted it be the other way and I compromised and gave it to you your way. No. So that's not controlling. No, you didn't give it to me my way. Yeah, we eventually dropped it down. No, I, but I would have dropped it all the way. But then- 100%. We, gave, we dropped it way, more, way lower than I would have wanted to do. But you're then you're so out of your mind- control- I think it's called compromise. No, you compromise, but you don't compromise fully because you're still very much stuck well, in your ways. But don't you think that's what marriage is? It's compromise. So if you would have gotten your way completely, there's no compromise. That's controlling on your part. If I would have gotten my way, that would be controlling on my part. So no, you have to because compromise. I already compromised by having a whole year of not having a view while the hedges grew. Yeah, but there was a purpose to it, right? We were creating privacy. You know, I would just, so it I wasn't would just have, for random would, acts of I growing. Have, I would have done it differently. Well, guys, Anyways, I guess I have, a lot to, I have a lot to work on. That's, no, uh, you don't. This is you deep. asked me the question. Yeah. You want me to not to be honest? And no. I just answered. Everything else, you're incredible. You just have control issues. That's all. Okay, next topic. Woman with two vaginas. I like that transition. Um, <laughs> listen, I, this is the first time I've ever heard this in my life. This is, uh, wow. 
really interesting topic. But what's more interesting than the biological aspect of she has two vaginas is that she uses them for different purposes. Blows my mind. So when she was 20, she discovered that she had two wombs, right? Two uteruses. She has two vaginas. I'm sure she knew that sooner, but she has, I don't know how she figured this out so late, right? When she, two, when she was 20, that feels like a very long time to figure that out about yourself. Anyways, it has impacted her dating life quite a bit, which I, I feel like I can imagine that. Um, now she said she uses one side of the vagina for her husband who also works on OnlyFans, And then she uses the other side of her vagina as a sex worker. And her husband's cool with that. So her right vagina is her favorite vagina. So she keeps that for her husband, but the other one, she uses it for other people. Huh? What are your thoughts on this? I'm looking her up. New York post. I have two vaginas. What am I? Husband? Clearly he's not controlling because he's letting her use the vagina for other people. Oh my God. Clearly this guy is, you know, that's the kind of guy you're seeking. Someone who's not controlling. Who's saying, it. Use oh my God. You use. Oh my God. She's a pretty um, girl. What do you think about this though? But she looked, but I'm confused about, okay, I don't want because I'm looking at her all guys and she looks perfectly normal. Well, how are you going to see? You got to take her pants no, off. No, but like, like I, I don't understand the concept of having two. She has oh, two this, openings, oh, but it's two inside. Yeah, no, this well, is what of course it is. Yeah, of this course. is what it is. What do you mean? Of course it's inside. She has two wombs. She, she has, so from the outside, you will never know. No, how are you going to know that? I know, but if it's inside. You'll, how are you ever going to know? Everything we're talking about is inside. You would know from the outside, from the vaginal perspective that there's two. So you think if you look at her open vagina, what? you'll see that there's two openings? What I'm blows confused. my mind? I guess this is the thing. I, to each his own, I, don't, I try not to judge people at all, but this is the part I'm trying to wrap my head around. Does it really matter that she has two vaginas if she's justifying using one for her husband and one for other partners versus just having one, one vagina and using it for other people and for their partner. Does it really take away the zing that you're out there sleeping with other people? What is the, the zing? What is the, the zing? zing? Like the pain, the shock, the, the problem. Repeat Either that. way you're sleeping with Re other people. Repeat that again. I don't I'm know what saying you're saying. The reason that she defines that the one vagina is her favorite. So she keeps that for her husband and the other vagina, she uses it for other people. It's lunacy. That that to me is just an excuse to continue to have to sleep around. It's ridiculous. And, and the husband's clearly cool with it, so it's basically having an open marriage. I don't think the the double vagina factor saves it from being an open marriage. No, they cheat on each other. And well, they're it's open marriage. They're, they're, she they're open is about it. Justifying the act by, by saying two vaginas. it's a diff different point of entry <laughs> than the other one that is reserved for my husband. It's still it's not it's it's out of a movie. I don't think this is true, Eric. I what think this is not. A, I think this is. She's all. being attacked on uh, social media about it. It makes no sense. Um, but again, people can do whatever they want with their body parts. That's why I say I'm not judging her for having an open marriage. I just think using the explanation of having two feels like a weak explanation. Would it be exciting for you to have a wife that has two vaginas only for you? She's not sharing with nobody no, else. That you go Mondays, I go this way. On Tuesdays, I come this way. Thursdays, I poke both. Well, that's just weird. <laughs> I, I, unless they have different sensations, then no. It would be just They want to have one, different sensations. Yeah, then one is plenty. Are there differences that for men, if you compare one girl to the other and having sex, is there different sensations? Like your wheelie feels different compared to the no, I mean, to I each vagina? There, yeah, I think there is. there are factors that could make a, a person different. Why? 
How? Lubrication, this, that, the other. Some people might be a certain way. There's different shape size. I mean, yeah, I guess there's ways. It's getting pretty graphic. Yeah, but there there are ways I'm, I'm that curious, it can feel I different. I have no idea. I don't the the actual. It's all the same. It's a canal. You go yeah, in. Yeah, that out. part of it's all the same, but there are aspects of it that could be different. Yes. Really? Yeah. For sure. I mean, just same way that men are different. I'm How about this? Did we talk about this on the last episode? The crazy show we saw on HBO about the naked dating. Please don't. Did we talk about this? I don't. That's a perfect I don't example, know. though. So we thought we watched this show. I think it's called Naked. Da- I don't know. Guys, what is the craziest don't thing look it I've up. ever heard of? It's disgusting. It is basically the dating game where all the contestants are naked and you are judging. It's the opposite of Love is Blind, essentially. Everybody is naked. HBO Max, everybody. This is what the strike did for programming. Don't go watch Everybody it. is naked behind a screen and they raise the screen up just above the waist and the person is judging them based on their genitalia, front and back, what what they like, what they don't like about their toes, their privates, their butt, all those aspects. Then it goes up higher. They see the midsection. They continue to judge them. They have to eliminate in every round somebody. Then it goes to the final round and you see the face. And then they still have to eliminate. And then after that person selects two that they want to date, then that person has to get naked. The, the contestant has to get naked and be judged by the two that they picked. Doesn't mean that they walk away, but they go on a date. My point is, they talk about it there, even with men. It's like girth versus length versus curvature versus this versus uncircumcised, circumcised, all these different factors. They talk about that. So the same thing with women. There are aspects that can make it different for everybody. So I think that, that should answer your question. That should be that should make more sense to you. Like, what is the culture that they don't like? They don't like to circumcise. Is it Jewish? No, Jewish people do, do. circumcise. Yeah, it's. It, I don't want to generalize. English people don't. No, no. Just in in Europe, there can be different people that don't. But it's it's. I don't know if there's a specific culture. But but in America, it's it's generally common, practiced. Yeah, it's practiced. Yeah, I wonder why this show is a British show. So a lot of the contestants were not. They were not exactly. Um, but let me just tell you, crazy show for dating. And the people that get eliminated, they transform them into being dressed. So you see what they look like had they had clothes on, which yeah. is a trip to me because someone can look so much better fully clothed. And then you see them not and you're like, oh, and then some people could actually look better undressed and you see them clothed and you're like, mm, I would probably never approach mm-hmm. them. Wild. What is crazy is uh, it's funny to me how you have like seven women in front of you and their breast looks so different. I think the nipples, the shape, is it's yeah, insane. The same, how, same with the men. I know, the men the I same know, way. but with women, it's kind of like, oh my God, like the concept of a breast, everybody's so different. What cracked me up is one guy eliminated a girl because her pinky toe climbed up on top of like his, the other toe. Like his. And he said, I can't deal with that. But then you reveal her face. Because he had it. I guess. You reveal her face and her teeth were going like the like a bridge in the front of the mouth. And I'm like, you were cool with the teeth, but you're not cool with the toe. This is the craziest thing. I mean, we're talking everything. I don't want to talk about this all, show anymore because we're hyping it up and we're actually promoting no, it's actually this fascinating. show. No, no, it's disgusting. But it's fascinating in the sense that it's a strictly based on attraction, whatever that may be for each person. No, It's all physical. There's nothing about personality. You don't get to know the personality until they go on a date and then they decide if they're going to go on more dates. They do, you know, they catch you up on that. The crazy thing, guys, is that it's full. They're fully naked. It's fully like, naked. It's like a like a watching porn, basically. They're fully, fully naked. It's random. I don't know why, how that gets made. I don't know what mind <sighs> comes up with the concept and gets and makes a pitch and actually goes to a network or a studio, pitches that show, and then there's a buyer. I might have to watch it again tonight. Are you joking? Yeah, why not? 
Wow. We'll see. Okay. It's interesting. Go. Well, Enjoy right. yourself. Love Til you. Till next time. Love you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to write us a review and tell us what you think. If you want to follow us on Instagram, check us out at he said, ella dijo, or send us an email, Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com. He said, ella dijo is part of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. See you next time. Bye. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en, en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.